0: It will only ever be sights and sounds and smells and tastes and sensations, movements of the mind. In an important sense, our experience is our life. It's not that we have a life and then we have experiences. Our experience is our life. We're trying to live in such a way that we experience fully enough that at the end of the day, the end of the retreat, the end of our life, there's no remainder. We've digested our life along the way. There is nothing left to be done. we don't have even the slightest chance without love. Rilke said that uh, a spiritual awakening that does not rouse uh, the sleeper to love has uh, roused them in vain. Everything informs this love, the uh, joy and sorrow, the clinging and the release. Love uh, softens resistance, helps us let go. And love is what's left in the wake of letting go. The quiet responsivity of the heart. When you actually enter the path and go down the road a little way, and then wake up one day and realize, to your surprise, that you're actually committed to this. When that happens, a whole other life comes into view. You find that you have formed your life literally around the practice. And you actually begin to forget about the life you thought you wanted, the life you thought you were making, the life you were hoping for, or the life you thought you should have been having. Instead, practice becomes your life, and life becomes your practice. Practice is no longer something you do to enhance your life or to help it along. It is your life. One day you kind of realize this. And you lose the life you thought you wanted or the life you thought you had. But this is very liberating. This is great. It's wonderful to disappear into your practice. It's wonderful not to have to worry anymore about being somebody or something which is such a struggle. And you no longer have to work overtime to avoid life's difficulties. People work their entire lives to avoid life's difficulties. And they're never successful at that. You can give up that effort altogether. You don't have to defend yourself anymore. This is great. I can't tell you how great this is. It's not dramatic, it's not colorful, it's not a big deal, it's very subtle. Maybe nobody even notices. Norman Fisher. It's good to sit with you. So we're we're in um, some some transition with this being the uh, the last uh, full day, and. Um, On the one hand, we have to um, kind of l- let go in some ways and just appreciate that oh it's things are changing we can't hold on to what it's been we can't hold on to what the mind's been and uh, we want to find ways of actually folding mm-hmm. experience into awareness. It's actually important. Um, some years ago I, I did a retreat um <clears throat> at the Forest <clears throat> Forest Refuge, which is in in Massachusetts and it's kind of you just a solitary practice. There's a little bit of guidance but mostly you're just practicing on your own and um and spent spent a month uh, just doing practising, um and the retreat was, it was a, you know, kind, it was a great, smooth kind of retreat, um, useful and pleasant, and, uh, uh, and I really, you know, every day I was there, I was grateful to be there. But I had, like, planned this, like, little integration period, you know, at the end, and I kind of came up for air too early you know and what had been for weeks this like exquisite beautiful practice environment turned into this nightmarish buddhist hospital you know and it was strong i mean i suffered more in those last 3 days than the entire month combined you know um this is not a preview of the day but you know like <laughs> you'll do better than i did but it was like um i couldn't I, it was i it you know you sitting for 10 days or or a month or whatever it's like a lot a lot of energy is released in that and I wasn't really able to ride it and metabolize it. And so my mind just went into, purely into kind of the future and all of that. And there is a lot of value in actually giving the heart time to kind of adjust and integrate. And we don't do that by pretending like today is what it you know uh, Tuesday or something? It's different now, yeah. But there's a still we can still have a kind of integrity with uh, um, just noticing what change does to the mind, right? Like you know, like like cats or something. If you like move some piece of furniture, and they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we're in that phase, yeah? Uh, So, uh, stay awake to it, yeah? Stay, stay, stay close in, yeah? Just see what happens to the mind amidst change, yeah? So uh, I will take, take a couple of questions in a, in a moment, but um, uh, just some notes on the schedule. The, there's a... Uh, the um, LGBTQ uh, group, affinity group, is at 7 o'clock um, tonight uh, instead of its usual time. Uh, the POC group is at the, the same time. Um, at three thirty, the afternoon schedule is is a bit uh, a bit different, um, and so we'll we'll all all come to please to uh, the closing announcements at three thirty. Closing session, really. Um, yoga. So one of the pieces of furniture that's getting moved is that we're not going to have afternoon yoga and we decided to do sort of a massive um, yoga class (laughs) upstairs um, at at 10 o'clock, just a few minutes. Um, We can do this, I think. (laughs) Um, We'll put the mats closer together, like maybe eight inches, uh, something like that, and have them all running in the same direction, three rows, maybe two short rows in the front, And, um, it's also a really nice day for walking, um, so, so so the yoga this morning is optional. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Uh, That was, like, the nicest go away, (laughs) you know. Um, qu- questions about uh, about your practice, and we'll have more time for that later. But maybe one one or two. Yeah, you, uh, you, please. Yeah. So the question about how to work with with uh, dreams within a meditative uh, meditative practice, dream practice, um, I um, d- there are people who have some some kind of expertise and skills in that, um, but I I really really don't. Um, like my sleep is always stupid, you know, like that. <laughs> Um. Yeah, like, but I have friends who you know do kind of like a dream practice, and it's a whole thing, and they're good. But I'm. Um, anyone? Aaron. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing of value to offer you. Uh, but, um, but it's worth, it's worth uh, looking into. Yeah, well, you know, one of my friends, what she said was, um, she said that when she, when she started to do some dream practice, what the, the effect was is that the, the distinction between waking life and dream life, like specifically when, you know, waking life, her waking life took on more of a dream-like quality, Normally we think about making dream life more like waking life, and that, that's possible. But um, th- she said there's also just this sense of just like life as a, as a dream, and that, that's actually a classic phrase in, in Buddhism, to know life as a dream, and the ways in which that facilitates a certain kind of letting go. Yeah. How do I what do we do so that tomorrow we're not all wrong the airport? Yeah. Yeah, so I um uh cr yeah, yeah. I can't can't stop crying. What uh what have you done to us? You know, <laughs> um and uh so um Yeah, so, so, um, yeah, I was, I was crying, too, during this, like, I was just, just moved just in being all together, and, you know, we're practicing, too, and having our own experience, and, um, yeah, you know, uh, retreat, um, yeah, sometimes sometimes it's like there there's so many energies and feelings and different things and they all get kind of put into one basket at the end of retreat in a way and so it's like all of the different kinds of intensities and learning and grieving and love and delight and gratitude it all gets kind of like sometimes put into the same basket and and Those tears contain strands of all these different threads, yeah. And um, we, uh, I think, do our best to honor all the different, you know, all the different threads in those tears, yeah. And um, uh, and uh, they're they're onward leading, you know. I, I I cried for years in practice, you know? Like just I didn't know what they were, didn't know where they came from or what they meant. And they weren't they weren't unpleasant. It was it was like this slow kind of my heart like gradually absorbing the vulnerability of being human the the depth of my longing to be free, to be happy, to not do harm. Yeah. and so um, this is uh, yeah we distill out what what what's the what's um, distill out the, the goodness what we want to take with us and. Um, and it's useful to to be to stay close in, you know, to to um, just to kind of re, you know integrate in, in to the extent that's possible with a little you know gradual kind of integration and with with staying cl- with some practice and we'll, we'll talk more about it. But um, uh, it's. Um, you know, I wouldn't be um, concerned. It'll sort of like unfold in its own time. And the truth is, like we say, the retreat, you know, is ending tomorrow, but not really, actually. You know, it's really maybe like ends in a week or so, something like that. And uh, it's, um, yeah, you can kind of. Uh, rejoice in the fact that something in your heart has been touched, you know? Like that's, that's um, that's not something we can do for anyone, you know? We can create conditions for that to arise, but insofar as we feel deeply touched or inspired or open, porous, that's um, that's actually something just to celebrate in itself, because The goodness of the practice unfolds from moments like that, just like it unfolds from the sincerity of that encounter. of, yeah, I wish you a good day.